Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of The Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. All right, what's going on? Unauthorized, unscripted, unintimidated, and completely and totally unplugged. What's going on? My name is Billy Ray Valentine. This is America Unplugged. You found it. Uh, congratulations. I'm here with the usual suspects and a couple of guests. What's up, Tony Atterburn, the wisest of all the wolves joining us here today. What's going on? I'm glad to be here, Billy. And of course, uh, Kinsey's here, which means the government has mandated her her presence to, to <laughs> my activity. She has been named as my handler, and uh, I'm not I'm not going to confirm or deny that. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I, I, I am in need of a handler, Kenzie. Heads All up. right, I'll, I'll talk to the alphabet agencies and we'll totally. pull it off. We'll get it Fantastic. together. <laughs> the legendary Don Jeffries is here with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, Don, say what's up to your people. Oh, it's always fun to be here with you guys. Jack Allen, uh, wonderful to see you again. He's uh, interviewed me a couple of times. Love to see you. It's, it's nice. Well, kind of see Mackenzie. Her face is frozen there. But uh, it's nice to have you. Right, right, right. And, and uh, Jack Allen? My 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 good friend and fellow podcast host, conspiracy or just a coincidence, joining us here for the first time on America Unplugged. What's up, Jack? How you doing? Say what's up I to am, the people. I'm honored. Thank you for having me on with these uh, pillars of the of the truther world community. So thank you for inviting me. And and Don's chair has made an appearance, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, <saying>. yeah. <laughs> everybody loves everybody loves it. We're not, you know, we're just gonna keep it at this point because every everybody loves Don's chair. Yeah, it's become associated with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kenzie is here, ladies and gents, uh, honorary member of America Unplugged at this point. Kenzie, it's good to see you. What's going on? Thank you for joining oh, us. Thank you guys. I mean, I've just you know, I haven't been streaming, I haven't been doing anything anywhere just kind of trying to refresh and right and get back into the zone i figured the best way to do that is just to come on with you guys and and hang out fantastic we appreciate it this is going to be fun so we got a ton of crap to talk about because the, the world is just not boring you know even even with uh, joe biden in the presidency it's it's not boring at all all sorts of things are going on all right and uh i, I want to start with the potential of world war three right and uh, you know the it hasn't exactly been circulating in the mainstream, but uh, Gerald Salente uh, mentioned it yesterday uh, on on David Knight's show. So if, if you haven't seen the interview, I, I recommend. I know there's plenty of bleed over from David Knight's show to here. So I'm, I'm assuming a lot of you are familiar with, with what happened yesterday, what went down. But if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's the third hour. And uh, and he starts talking about the potential for World War Three, given the circumstances, you know, in 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 Europe right now and, and NATO, uh, you know, continue to, uh, to creep their way in and, and, and continue to, to recruit other countries, Finland in particular, I think there was one other that I don't remember right now. Um, but, uh, Tony, man, do you think there's something to it? Like, I, I think it's something we need to, we need to look at quite seriously at this point. 
um, according to Gerald, he says that we're already in World War Three. You know, and he used the example of of the Archduke Ferdinand, right? He was like, when they killed the Arch the Archduke Ferdinand, that's what sparked World War One. Supposedly, when when you uh, when um when they teach it in school, and he's like, nonsense. You think that's what did it? No, that's not what did it, right? There, there's there's a, there's a ton of stuff that happened before that, and he says that uh, the patterns are very similar. And uh, he says that we are in World War Three right now, and it's only a matter of time. What are you thinking, Tom? Well, I have to agree with him. I think that uh, you know, sanctions are acts of war. Mm. Embargoes are acts of war. Uh, expanding NATO in the face yes. of our promise not to expand NATO is an overt act of war. Right. And that's been uh, happening since the fall of the Soviet Union. When we gave a verbal promise to Gorbachev, it was Secretary of State James Baker that did that. But, you know, you look at the causation of, of things and yeah, he's, he's so right. It's the Archduke Ferdinand was assassinated. And all of a sudden, the, the world engulfs into flames. That's not how World War I kicked off. And a matter of fact, you have to look and see what happened beforehand. And that was one of the key pieces to World War I, Billy, was uh, the Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. you know, it, was, it was put into place on Christmas Eve, 1913, when everybody went home. You know, they had uh, they just pushed that through. Not, not a bank. It's not federal. It's not a reserve. But it's the money supply, right? Everything right. tracks back to the financial system and the oligarchs. Okay, that's against conspiracy 101. Right. Well, what's happening right now? Well, since uh, Breton Woods, we went off the gold standard in 1971 on August 15th, and Richard Nixon did that. Since that time, uh, the currency of the United States has been inflated. That's why you have inflation. It's also devalued the currency. In the last 36 months, we've seen the increase in our money supply, 80% of all the dollars ever created were created in the last 36 months. So how do you bail that system out? You look at Russia, the sanctions that we've placed on Russia. Uh, Russia is thriving now. At first, they had a catastrophic loss of purchasing power, power in the ruble. Uh, and that has rebalanced out again. So it, it was this shift where it you know, went from, I think it was 79 rubles to make a dollar, and then it went to 130 or 40, and now it's back down to 78. So again, they've, they've rebalanced. They don't accept dollars. They, I just saw a news story um, on Zero Hedge this morning. Wheat, grain, <laughs> food stuffs, all that's coming through. And they're saying you can pay in rubles only. We don't accept dollars. Uh, the Russian finance minister is called wow. the dollar candy wrapper. So what I'm saying is this all goes back. And it's true. It all goes back to the reset. Uh, would you talk about the great reset, the financial reset. The, the dollar was the world's reserve currency. You see the BRICS nations, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, moving away. They're talking about creating their own reserve currency. These are the, the, <laughs> the war games that are being played out right now in the, at the Pentagon. And you go back to last year. What was one of the main war games that they did? It was a war game against a Gen Z Bitcoin revolt. The, the Pentagon is war gaming out threats to the dollar. So all of this tracks to that. So if you look at what the push to get Vladimir Putin to invade Ukraine, which I think is pretty obvious, we wanted him to do this, right? right? We want him to make the first move. If you notice the headlines on Drudge leading up to this was invasion imminent, invasion imminent. We were putting more equipment yeah. in, we had the biolabs, all that. So, you know, I think we can, I'd like, love to hear what everybody else has to think, but I think there's so many components here. You have the United States losing the world's reserve currency, massive debt. 
uh, adding trillions and trillions. I mean, the debt of the U.S., Billy, in the year 2000 was $5 trillion. We're at 30 Damn. Okay? This is the, the accelerating um, debt bubble that we're in. Uh, the only way out, uh, really and truly, and this is not just me saying this, is a lot of smart people. The only way out for the ruling elite is war, mm. and that's their option. Damn. So uh, this doesn't get better anytime soon, unfortunately. And, and mm-hmm. everybody's feeling it. Everybody's feeling it. This isn't, uh, you know, a conspiracy. It's not hearsay. Everybody, at least here in the United States, is feeling it. You know, um, they were talking about, uh, you know, July 4th, um, which is on Monday, right? Uh, Independence Day. And, and how, um, how, what is it, um, that, um, uh, you know, the, the barbecues are going to be like 30, 33% more expensive, they're talking about, right, to, to have a barbecue. And they were having a, a, a stats on 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 um <clears throat> on CNN, and they were talking about how uh you know for sixty nine dollars you could feed feed ten people. I'm like, damn, where what the hell is this? Is I'm like, this is Jesus with with fish and and uh and bread. <laughs> so I'm like, well, come on, sixty nine bucks. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with that? I could barely feed myself with sixty nine bucks. Like, I mean, really? Um, I mean, in, in reality, about three people maybe, and and that's one serving of something, you know, like it's it's ridiculous, you know. But um, but that's what we're looking at right now. Everybody's feeling, and things are getting worse and worse and worse, unfortunately. And, and the possibility of 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 an all out hot war, um, is uh is is real. At least I think so, Don. Uh, Don, I'm gonna come to you first, and then I'm gonna go to the rest of the panel. But I I want to shout out at Patrick, Patrick S. Uh, threw 50 bucks at us, man. He says uh, for the for the wow. Jeffries fund, right? So so this means <laughs> that we may actually have to get your 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 seat fixed, your your chair fixed. Now, um, we're gonna leave this up to the people. If the yeah. people mm. want us to fix Don's chair, we will. If if you guys want to keep it as part <laughs> of the show, because it's a, you know a, another honorary yeah. member of America Unplugged, that you guys let us know. All right, a- that was very generous of you, uh, Patrick. Thank you very much. We appreciate yeah, it. What's sir. up, Tony? Tony, we're going to say something. I was going to say Don's chair needs to be a shirt. Just <laughs> Don's chair with America unplugged. Shit, we're doing that for sure, bro. <laughs> It'll be like a commemorative thing. Right. It's a new chair. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. I love it. Don, what's going on? Give me your thoughts. Well, first of all, thanks to Patrick. And thanks for everyone taking pity on me. I, I, I do play this pathetic role really well, but I'm okay. I may have a squeaky chair. But I'm not really in that much need. But uh, World War Three, you know, we hear these things all the time. They've been talking about it. Uh, it looked, and I, you know, I wrote uh, probably, it's been months ago, where I said, we're, we're at, we've been at World War Three right, basically right. for the last mm-hmm. two years. Uh, all the countries of the world have been, and it's, it's a real world war. It's not just a world war where it's uh, Europe and us. Know, and they can you know world war ii but this is something where uh in every country i mean every country in the world has been to varying degrees at war with their own citizens certainly the united states has so that's we're already there it's just not they're not going to call it world war three because it's not, they don't and they don't need any weapons that's the great thing about it the people that are warring with didn't need a single weapon but uh, i wouldn't certainly i don't discount that they could have these we know how much they love war and as tony pointed out this has been their go-to move terms of trying to uh, fix things economically. The Great Depression uh, never ended because of FDR's program. It was, it was uh, World War II that did it, and it took a while to do that. Then it created the post-war boom with the, you know, the military-industrial company, and they built the class, and something good came out of it. But I, I don't make any predictions on what these people are going to do because you know, we're not included in the discussion. So I, I, have, I don't even know what's going on in Ukraine. 
because you have, you know, when you have things like uh, Bono, it's, you know, it's a park of years ago, rightfully called a piece of crap. This guy's over there supposedly being a rock star and he's given a concert in the middle of a war zone and you have people flying in and out of the war zone. I, I've never seen that before. And I don't remember, you know, Tommy Dorsey and Glenn Miller you know, going, you know, right in the middle of, uh, of, of World War II and giving concerts. I, I don't remember that. And, uh, you know, so I, I don't even know what's going on. And then you have uh, this anti-Putin thing where on the one hand, they're trying to convince you that he's the most dangerous guy since Hitler. But on the other hand, they're ridiculing his military prowess and saying, well, you know, Russia's actually being defeated. The scrappy Ukrainians are winning. So I don't know what the hell's going on. And then when you throw on the, the pictures and videos online that were portended uh, to be from the Ukraine and people showing, well, no, actually, this was years ago in another part of the world. I mean, it's kind of, kind of stuff we saw in the COVID narrative. So I don't know what's going on. But I, I know, as I said, the, the only prediction you can make, whatever they do, whatever they do, it won't be good for the mass of people. So I hope they don't have an actual world, uh, World War Three, even though I think we're already on one. But I certainly wouldn't put it past. Damn. I, I, I certainly hope not as well done. Jack, what's up, man? Give me your thoughts on this. What do you think is going to happen, bro? Yeah, well, I, I kind of agree with Don. You know, I don't know what's going on there. And I don't know the veracity of this, but I don't know if you guys remember Albert Pike wrote those in his letter or whatever, the prediction of three world wars. Right. The one was to set up a communist empire. There was the next or whatever it was. The, the last one was to end Christianity and enforce this world communist government. So I think that this war, if it's it, if it's actually going on, that's this last move is to eventually get everybody involved. And uh, maybe it'll be not fought like the, the wars we're used to. Maybe it'll be purely economical or or did not actually boots on the ground. But I, I could see this be like the, the final. I mean, things have just gotten progressively crazier and crazier. Right. Uh, so that that's at least my thinking is that this may lead to this economic devastation, you know, this in this final push to bring a, a communistic world government into play. Right. Um, um, and, and those letters that, that are attributed to Albert Pike, I, I, I think that um, they, they may have been, there's some discrepancy there, there right. that right. Albert Pike didn't actually write them. But regardless of that, what I say to that often is that there's still knowledge in there. <laughs> there's still something in there to, to, to take from, you know, um, and, and uh, it's prophetic in a way. Right. So whomever wrote them knew what they were talking about to some degree. Right. I, I Kenzie, right. what's going on? What are you thinking? What, what, what do you think is going on? Give us your expert opinion. Oh, gosh. Expert. I don't know about that, but <laughs> let's just jump into it, because I think that everybody's hitting on some really good points. And especially right. Jack here with with the Albert Pike notes, because. You know, it's weird what we're going through right now. And I think that all of us are a little bit confused as to what comes next. And that's the point is confusion. But throughout history, we'll see that you can only go so far left before most of those people come back to being right. And you can only go so far right before, you know, leftist views come back. So it comes full circle. And this has happened time and time throughout history. And right now, I think that we're actually going through the motion where, you know, for a while, the left really held a lot of power. And I'm not a person that picks sides. So anybody out there that, that thinks I'm picking one, I just steer clear from that. I'm my own individual person. Right. But we're seeing a lot of these people start to sway back to the right because this whole thing comes back full circle, right? And you can see it in the media. They throw Joe Biden under the bus. They threw their leaders under the bus. And it is causing a lot. There's still a ton of divide, but there's a lot of confusion. 
And internally, people know that, you know, quote unquote, those on the right, they're not going to be as as crazy as what we've been seeing um, elsewhere. And although I think that that's a good thing, the the not so great thing is the narrative that comes next, because coming back full circle, once we have so many people so far right or left, well, then you are stepping, I believe, into the zones of communist or socialist. And really, we've seen the combination of both for quite a while now. I couldn't say how many years, but it's just been building up. And what concerns me is even if people feel as though they're starting to go on the right path, you know, if you put all of that power into the hands of one leader, then you are going to become a communist nation. And once these people have all this power and you have given that away and possibly give away other rights, you know, for the greater good, um, then you're going to have some really big, big problems. I don't know if you guys had noticed, but we were I didn't think that this war would go hot, hot. With our involvement, we lose her audio. Oops! They came yeah. and got Kenzie. As soon as she was <laughs> going to get into the truth, they came and got her. We'll wait. We'll cir- we'll circle back to Kenzie when when, when she gets. Oh, there she goes. Come on. Where did I leave off on? It's Starlink. <laughs> hot, hot. Hot, hot. Okay, so we're getting hot, hot. <laughs> nice. Because nice. the other day <laughs> we had fighter jets. Like our military, our Air Force had fighter jets below Ukraine. We had the giant surveillance type planes out there. And we had a other couple of planes circling around. And that was a very loud show of force. Hmm. Um, it's not that we're doing anything active. It just says we're there. Now, I wonder why, because every war is just, you know, they're bankster wars. They At the top, they always win. But it's interesting because they wanted people around the world to see that if you caught it. And I found that to be kind of weird because now we're shifting from just a a financial economic sort of warfare into what could become, like I said, hot, hot. That sounds silly, but something more physical. Um, And it's going to cost us a lot of money as well. And just to throw the cherry on top for the next 20 years or 30 years where I see America, um, very third world. And I'm about to really make some people angry here, but it's just an opinion. And it goes back to the abortion laws that were just passed. Um, I find that kind of interesting with where we are right now because our population numbers are so low. But also, if we're going to have off and on war for the next 20 or 30 years as this country is crumbling, I'm assuming they want to get their numbers up. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Continue. This is I mean, in, we're already in a state of and I, I just I would like to throw out there that I'm not somebody where I, I personally believe in abortion, but I'm also, you know, I'm somewhat anarchist. If if you want to go and do something, I might think that it's totally wrong. But if you're not hurting me physically or my family physically, you do you. But let me continue now that I've really upset some people here. <laughs> um, prepare to get upset some more. Prepare to get upset some more. So I live in a state like Arkansas, right? right. We have a ton of teenage pregnancies. We got a lot of very poor people that have really no issue. They're, I don't, I don't want to say that they should or shouldn't have kids. I didn't grow up you know, wealthy. I grew up kind of poor, but I'm okay now, right? That's fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't have kids if you can't financially afford them because you figure it out. But 
I think about all of these southern states, and I guess you could say Mormon states, were just boom, overnight, laws had changed. Financially, people are struggling. It just might be you and your dog right now, and it's yeah. hard to get by. Right. So if we put people in this position where they could actually face jail time or other things for going to other states, I just... The timing of this blows my mind because, again, I don't believe in it myself. I believe in taking responsibility for yourself, but it's almost forcing people to stay stuck in some somewhere that they shouldn't be. And maybe they just made a mistake. There's a lot of stupid people out there. I will agree with that. But I don't know. I just I feel like there's more to this for how the next 20 or 30 years plays out. And if we have more and more countries going so far, um, so far left or right, because this is a global issue. It's not just here, but I guess we should just speak on America since this is what we know about. We have all these people coming back to conservative movements. That means that other states are going to fall. Just as you watch them light up blue, they'll light up red. And I don't know. This is going to play out so weird for the next 20 years. Most of us are barely thinking about tomorrow, and I'm just I'm kind of concerned for my future over here. <laughs> so. oh, wow. No, that, that that that's incredibly interesting, right? I I yeah. I'd never heard it put it in that fashion, and um, I was talking to Tony, uh, off air, you know, just just having a, a a regular conversation. Like I called him just to run some stuff by him. Tony, do you counsel all of us? All- <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Tony. Therapy sessions. <laughs> I think it's just to make sure it, it, if they run anything by me that if if I am too for it, then they need to rethink it. Right. That's exactly what it was. It was like, Damn, he's for it. I got to go the other way. No, no I, I go to Tony for advice all the time about about everything. So, um, so no, so I called him, and, and and you know when my my views on on this whole Roe versus Wade thing are are very different from most, uh, in in in. In the alternative community, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, um, or a lot of people are just like, you know, happy that this happened. And I'm a lot like you, Kenzie. I'm, 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 uh, I'm not for abortion. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, 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 I think there's, I, I don't know. It's a very complicated issue. I'd rather this thing just go away, but it, 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 it doesn't. I mean, it's here and it's not going away. Right. So yeah, we, we have to deal with it. funding to keep it. <laughs> keep it <laughs> on. Can I, can I? Can I What's just address that? it? What what? Because Kenzie Kenzie made a good point that I think uh, I believe that uh, the, the right wing. You know, one of the criticisms that the uh, pro choice people throw at pro life people is, well, you just care about it once a fetus. Once it comes out, then you don't care about it anymore. And there's some right. truth to that. There's a lot of truth. And to I, that. I, I yeah, you know, I I would like to see if if these if these pro life people are really real. Start having some pro-life politicians say, "Hey, you know what? Especially with as, as Kenzie said, people struggling already. Let alone, you know, it's not cheap to have a baby, even even if you have health care insurance because you got to pay a certain amount. You know, ten percent at least, twenty percent, and that's that's a significant amount. So, hey, you know, you, you might not have to go to the lengths of Vladimir Putin, the most despised Putin, who pays Russians to have babies. As uh, yeah. to mentioned, the population is down." So, you know, if you're really pro-life, say, you know, we need more babies. Well, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Let's say, here, we're going to give you a bonus. Let's, let's give right. you a, a, birth, a birthing bonus. <laughs> if you decide not to have an abortion, <laughs> you're going to get a birthing bonus because you decided right. to opt for life. So make it uh, so that way you take all that negative uh, comeback. You, know, you don't care about it once they're being born. 
You right. take that away, right? They can't make that argument anymore. And let's say, you know what? You're, you're, we're going to waive the, uh, just like you do for COVID costs. I know that from personal experience, mm-hmm. hospitals are waiving COVID bills because they want this narrative to continue. They don't want you to question right. anything. So if you pay, if they pay some of your costs, oh man, I'm really grateful. You know, the hospital, sure, the hospital killed him, but uh, you know, at least they paid the bill. If, if you do something like this, you know what? It's so important now to be pro-life and it's so important to have babies. It's not going to cost you a penny to have a child. We're waving right. all that. Very Let, good. Let's see some conservative politicians do it. They won't. Very good. That, that would be something where you could, because then you can't criticize it anymore, right? Don, that's yeah. too socialist for the conservatives. They oh, don't right. want to do no, that. that. Yes. That's true, oh, too. Yes. That, that yes. sounds yes. like yes. something yes. that AOC would come up with and say, well, and then both, everybody would lose their minds about it. Right. What's up, Kenzie? Right, right. Both sides would end up, it's going to end up either way, whether we pay people to have kids or give them mm. a bonus, that's socialist. But another thing is the fact that the more these kids come out that are in financially struggling homes and we see the upper, upper middle class struggling right now. So don't tell me that people will find oh, a way yeah. to make it work at the moment. Either way, the taxpayer will be paying more. Like <laughs> whether we give you a bonus for having it and keeping it or if, you know, that's that's another concern. And I sound so terrible saying this, but I say this because we're one of the the households that are left in America that still pay taxes. Um, Because a lot of people don't even, you know, they don't. They either skip out on it or, you know, I don't believe in it. Taxation is theft, but I also hate the IRS and you don't want them to show up at your door. Right. It's a mob. That's a a whole different thing. But, um, you know, we're going to be paying for this either way. Uh, Individual people and and certain states are definitely going to struggle more than others. Um, But I would believe more. I would be happier paying for someone to help keep that child than to to get rid of it or have it struggle right so and, hard but if you, if you if if you just juxtapose the world war three thing against something like this no one there's not going to be anybody on the right or left that's going to want to know how are you going to pay to go how are you going to pay for world war three yeah where do you get the money from <laughs> it's just there right nobody cares but if something yeah, like this up. a birthing bonus oh my right. god that's so that's insane yeah, who, are you going to pay out. for it <laughs> Yeah, are you going to send a World couple of billion dollars? over to the Ukraine? You know, that's all. Yeah, yeah that's no right. Problem. Sure. Right, that, that, that just pops up out of nowhere. No, but 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 let me tell you something on 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 the abortion thing. So, like Kenzie was saying earlier, um, I, I I am not for it, but I do realize that other people, sh- you know, if, if they can do what they want to do, if that's what they want to do, the government shouldn't have to shouldn't step in and and uh, you know restrict things like this. I don't think it's their right to do so. And by letting that happen, we talk about the slippery slope here in the alternative community often. By Mm -hmm. letting that happen, that's a big slippery slope, a very big slippery slope. Not only that, what pissed me off the most about the entire situation is that we here in the alternative community, myself included, sat there and said, hey, my body, my choice when it came to the vaccine. My body, my choice, my body, my freaking choice. Right. So in order to get away with that argument, right, in order to to um, uh, um, validate our position and say my body, my choice when it comes to a vaccine, we have to respect other people's bodies and their choices, whether we like them or not. It's compromise. And and you're going to say, well, you're killing babies. That's between them and the Lord, not between them and the government of the United States, and certainly not between them and you. Mind your business. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, if, if, if 
you're watching a television uh, show and you don't like it, you change the channel. If you don't want to get an abortion, don't do it. All right. I mean, that's just the end of it. I don't like it, but I'm not going to go around telling people what to do. And I certainly don't want the United States government coming down and telling me what to do. And if we allow it to happen to them, it's inevitably going to happen to us. That's just the way it is. You know, and in the Latin American community, right? We say, um, I mean, you know, I mean, of course, people in the Latin American community have abortions, right? Everybody does. But but um, there is um, a saying that goes, you know, especially when people get pregnant and, and, and we're struggling economically, you know, they're like, don't worry, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. And then they say, at least my mom said this to me, you know, where one eat, where, where one eats, two eats. Where two eats, three eats. We got this. We'll figure it out. And in, in, in very, in very bad economic times, I, I, it, it's a lot of us, you know, coming here to the United States, we come from the gutter. I could say that myself, right? Like it's, we've, we've, we've never had a, a ton of money and we've had to survive and we've still had large families and we're able to make it work. Right. But that's not for everyone. Yeah. It's not. And, and we need to respect the rights of other people. Right. And at the bottom line, this is a, a moral issue. It's a religious issue. It's not an issue for the United States government or any government of the world to infringe on the choice of the people and their bodies. So if they want to do that, they can go ahead and do it. I didn't invent that technology. All right. I didn't bring this into the world. It's already here. It's something we need to deal with. And let me tell you something. They want to inject me and I want to claim the sovereignty of my body. I should be able to do so. And I'm not going to, to be able to do that unless I respect other people and what they want to do with their bodies, plain and simple. That's just me. I could be wrong. No, I, I love every minute of that. I love that. <laughs> What's up, Kenzie? Tell me something. What are you saying? I mean, I just have to. I agree with you 100% here. I just well, I'm sitting here thinking in my head, preach preach because this is a situation whether you like it or not it should have never been brought to the supreme court should have never been an issue there and it should never be an issue in your state this is another example of them creating laws that never needed to be made the same as whether you wear your seatbelt or not i almost compare that the same way if you want to go be retarded going 110 down the road somewhere and fly out of the the freaking window of your car you're free to do it you know it's just another way for for government to possibly be able to make a little extra income on the side because really you should just be responsible for yourself and try to plan for your for your future um hopefully i did not excite this crowd too much i mean my my bad but my concern here seeing everything that's going on i'm like wow the future looks really bleak and all of these things are for a reason you know you feel as though you got to win that's that's the WWE type narrative right now, right? You got your championship belt. I don't know what it looks like 10, 15, 20 years from now. That's all. No, I got <clears throat> I got you. I got you. And anyone uh, uh want to talk about this before we move on to the next subject in the interest of time? Tone, do you want do you have some anything to say? Well, I think the answer is to support life. And what yeah. I mean by that is lifeward things. You know, we talk about the vax and my body, my choice and I'm pro-life. I'm not necessarily for more laws, though. Uh, yeah. The issue is with the culture. 
you know, I, I think that the pregnancy resource centers, the technology of doing sonograms, talking to women that are pregnant and unsure, showing them a, you know, a video image of their baby uh, has mm -hmm. uh, done a lot to promote life. Uh, so again, just having more laws. I mean, the Texas was throwing out something the other day about bringing back the anti-sodomy laws. And I'm going, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, I'm just like, what, what is that? You have no place there, but the, all you're going to do is exacerbate. And I think that's kind of the point to all this. You know, one of, um, one of my followers and our followers uh, sent me a, a, a Twitter link yesterday. Said, hey, you've been batting a thousand lately. And it was a, one of the senators saying, we need to stack the Supreme Court. We need to add more justice to the Supreme Court, which is what I've been saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because there is no constitutional number. They're going to, this is going to be a movement to stack the Supreme Court. Right. All of this life e issues, these big questions that we're going through right now, it really goes, we're talking about opening up the show, talking about World War III, Billy. And I don't know how that's going to play out. I mean, you, they asked uh, Einstein, you know, said, uh, what, um, what do you think about World War III? What weapons will be used? I don't know what weapons will be used, but World War IV will be fought with sticks and stones. Ooh, they're, nice. they're playing nice. they're playing with these forces that could end mankind and i don't know again we, we look at the 19th century uh, writer thomas malthus and it was a, one of those original depopulation enthusiasts which is all of our elites are depopulation mm -hmm. enthusiasts any for some reason if you get more than a billion dollars you get a card in the mail and says hey welcome to the anti-population league or whatever <laughs> they they hate you they want to depopulate it's all that's the theme and everything that they do is a depopulation will Malthus had three ways to depopulate, which is what they thought it was good for the earth. You know, we don't want to get we'll have massive famine if there's too many people. You know, this is what they this is the old argument uh, was famine, pestilence and war, famine, pestilence and war. Just that that uh, that trifecta of death. Uh, I think all these things are on the table. And that's a great. Uh, Kinsey brought up the, the fact that Roe being reversed. I'm not so sure it'll create more babies. I hope it does. I don't know that that. People will go to other states. I, I, I'm not they'll, sure. Yeah, they'll find a way. I'm not sure that, that will actually tick the numbers up. I don't know. Uh, could it be to get a higher population? And, you know, are we are we looking to that? Is this like going back to the Deagle.com website where there's a 70% reduction in the population of the United States predicted back in, what, 2015 or 13, whatever it was? Um, I just think that lifeward is where we need to be in wherever you are. And as far as these strategies of how they're depopulating, I'm not sure, but I do know that all the ingredients are there. And um, I mean, it's going to be, I, I think that there's a lot of red lights flashing. You talk about Gerald Salente's uh, and I've interviewed Gerald Salente. I thanked him for his peace activism because that's so important. Promoting peace in life is really what we all should be doing at all times. Mm -hmm. Don has interviewed uh, uh, Gerald Salente too. Yes. I'm the only one I have to, I have to interview. <laughs> yes. Two guys from the answer. Bronx. It, it yeah, has to oh, happen. Yeah. What's up? He, no, yeah, you're, he hasn't answered my emails recently. Though. So, Gerald, if you're out here listening, I don't know why the hell you aren't answering me. And I love you. So, come on. Let's come, <laughs> come back on, Paisano. <laughs> we, we, all, we all love him here on America Unplugged. And I think Tony makes some, some, uh, some very good uh, uh, points. In particular, that you know, it, it's a cultural thing. That, that's how we need to do this. And, 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 and Jack, I'm coming to you. I'm, I'm getting your thoughts on this, and then we're moving on. Um, what... what um, what this thing, and this is what this is part of the conversation that I had with Tony. What this thing has actually done is is just cemented a divide. How many kids are actually going to be born out of the? How, how much uptake are we going to get? That that's a really good point. I don't know if we will. 
you know, because it's just like uh, the left right paradigm. It's it just serves for people to bear down and triple and quadruple down on their stance. That's mm -hmm. all. So it's cementing a divide is what this is doing. It's not going to really change anything. Also, I brought up one other point, and we don't need to discuss this. We could talk about this next time, but I want everybody to, to, to take this idea, let it marinate for a bit. What are the possibilities that um, possibly because of all of this, right? Like, and, and people, maybe they start having more babies and then things start getting out of control and they can't pay for them because things are bad, right? Uh, what are the possibilities that they start issuing um, that they start requiring licenses to have a baby at a, 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 a result. Of it. Yeah. I have a big yeah. fear of that for the right. future. Okay. So I'm not completely crazy. No, like, I, I've thought about that before this. <laughs> right. Right. No. And, and, and I think it's something, it's something that, that, that is very, very possible. You, you have to have a license to have a dog here in New York city. Yeah. They don't enforce it, but you have to have that's, it now. That's the point. People made, made, I've heard lots of people make that too. The woke parents would love that. You know, I just have a baby. Right. Right. All right, Jack, you, you get the last word on this. What's up, buddy? Oh, no, I think you're, you're all, I agree with, you know, I, I think I'm still trying to figure out what the goal is. Cause you know, I'm, I am on the camp that every policy decision for the last hundred years has not been for our benefit. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't see what the, the, what I liked uh, Kenzie's maybe for people for war, but there's, I still think there's gotta be like a bigger goal in this beyond just causing a divide because the amount of people that get, I think it's like 95% it's in the first trimester, you know, like they do these exact, these hyperbolic stories that are the so rare. They're in like the 1%. So I'm just trying, I still haven't come up the, with the reason why. So that's, that's my last, mm -hmm. my last statement. No, you should about, interview him. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Kenzie. What's up? Sorry. What it, no, you're good. I'm just speaking out loud. Like what if the vaccine worked too well? And that's the reason for this. Like oh it worked <laughs> too well. And now no one is having kids. And it's like, yes. uh, yeah. you know, just wow. to test on the population after what's happened. And then genetically what happens to those kids, you know, if you are capable of still having them after the vaccine, what does their genetic makeup look like? And exactly. Oh my God. That, that is the theory that Mark from Houstonic live is pushing. And that's what I was just about to, uh, suggest that Jack do to interview Mark from Houston Tonic Live because he thinks that uh, the population, he, they, they want the population to grow. They want people to stay alive so they can test on them, so they can have more test subjects with all these uh, mRNA and whatever other technologies they're coming up with. That's his uh, 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 theory. So you guys should talk to him or you guys should talk to each other. Awesome. Uh, I reached that, out to him actually yesterday. So it's we're on the same wavelength, Billy. <laughs> all right. Mm -hmm. Let me know. Let me know if I could do anything to make that Thank happen. All right. So we, we don't have too much time left. And for those people that want a, a two hour show, Don suggested it at some point. We're working on it. I, I can't promise that that's going to happen, but maybe once in a blue, I don't know, maybe once a month, we'll do a two hour show or something. Okay. So um, Cassidy Hutchinson, let's discuss. She, she gets up there. She's 25 years old. She's a hero, according to CNN and the left. I mean, so, so much courage. You know, to get up there and uh, and and swear under oath, uh, you know, uh, and testify under oath about what happened, you know, and what she heard, you know, and, uh, you know, the right has come out and 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 thrown everything and the kitchen sink at at this lady um, because of what she said. I don't know. Tony, what are you thinking? Is 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 she legit? If she's how much of it is legit? If she is legit, what is going on? The ongoing saga and psyop that is uh, Trump. 
All right. Let me see. I'm going to, am I reaching into the Bronx right now? Is my arm reaching there? <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. I, I'm on, I'm trying to feel around in your office, Billy. Am I in the Bronx? It's like Stranger yeah. Things and it's my kitchen. That's Go what ahead. I, that's what I was thinking. About. <laughs> he reached up and he grabbed the wheel from the back seat. <laughs> he has tiny hands, but his arms are long, you know. So, uh, I, I just, it's just more, it's just baffling because you go back to what Trump is supposed to be. And he's this anti-globalist bull in a China cloud, which is what we all thought. I got, I got duped. He does everything that they want, yet there's still hearings and unending innuendo and stories and there's food flying everywhere. And, you know, it's just when you sent Billy, Billy sent me a a meme, which I thought was a real press release from Donald Trump about this Cassidy. Like she was really stupid and she never would bring the diet. Coke. (laughs) We all thought she was. Everybody said she was a 10, but she really was. It probably is. six. That sounds like something he could write, right? Just completely like third grade level. And uh, I just, I, I thought it was real. It's all a clown show. And, the, and they're like, so brave. You're so brave. And what was he doing on the, He was trying to get back. The truth is, right? The truth is that uh, he went back to the White House. He could have gone to the Capitol if he wanted to. And he didn't. And I don't know what all, what all that means. But I know that just you called it many times, Billy. This is a LARP. It ends at the castle and that the people that were arrested there, the political prisoners of January 6th, they have real consequences for a manufactured event. And that's the sad part of all this is going, all the drama surrounding this, whatever she is. And 25 years old, the senior advisor to Mark Meadows. <laughs> but, and every, every person Trump hires, every person is a complete disaster. I can't, I mean, Kellyanne Conway isn't as, in his White House, why her husband works on the Lincoln Project, which has funded millions of dollars in attack ads, and they go home and see each other every day. It's bizarre. So the whole thing's bizarre. I don't know, but I, I'm trying to reach over into your studio right now. That's how long. If Trump can do it in the in the Beast, I'm sure I can do it. Right. Now. I I I don't know if that's to, if that story is true or not, but can I see his deranged ass doing some shit like that? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can that's certainly do. I can certainly see it. I can certainly believe it. I don't know if it's true. I go out there and say that, but can I believe it? Yeah, absolutely. Was he throwing fine china that's worth more than than most people's income against the wall of the Oval Office? Yeah, yeah, he was definitely yeah. doing. And, and I'll say one last thing, and we'll throw it on. <laughs> What's up? All this ridicule that he, if it's if it's real that he's going mm-hmm. through, why not fight the globalists? I mean, they're already going to attack you anyway. Why not just do the thing? I just don't get it. I, just, I mean, I, I don't understand it. And then, of course, because he's, I want to be a part of them. That's why. Okay, so I'm not, not going to push them away. I want them to accept me. Okay. Don Jeffries, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, well, I think the only explanation for Trump's behavior is what I've said all along. He's an actor. He's tired to play a part. It's a Germanstein project. Uh, I'm, I'm by myself on that. But I've heard I've heard people agree with me that this. You know, this whole thing is so absurd because uh, Cassidy can't, uh, uh, what's her name? Cassidy? Uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, right. Uh, Cassidy Hutchinson. I'm mixing her up with the great Cassidy Cam- Campbell, the uh, sidekick to Alex Stein. So I need to do that. <laughs> Completely different Cassidy. Uh, but Cassidy Hutchinson, as Tony noted, 25 years old, somehow senior aide to Mark Meadows, who not only was one of Trump's horrible appointments, but was, was a never Trumper, basically. This guy was his chief of staff. And was working against his interests nonstop. So it's like, there's right. no explanation for this other than they're being an actor. So of course wow. his senior senior aide would be working against his interests. 
the story makes no sense. Now, some people claim, well, he wasn't actually in the limo, which, you know, he would have had to be an elastic lad to reach up to the front. He was actually the SUV. But still, you're talking about an overweight 75-year-old guy that's going to somehow reach. And what would he, was he trying to crash it, the car? I mean, why would you grab the steering wheel from the back seat? You're, you're, I mean, you don't have control over the gas. Or the, I mean, it's, the whole story is absurd. But actually, when they first said it, it actually, if Trump had tried to do that, it, it would have actually made him look better in the eyes of his supporters. That would have meant he actually wanted to go to the Capitol. We know right. he didn't. As noted, he went right. So that, when I first heard, I thought, well, if he, of course, I knew he didn't do that. But if he really tried to get them to take them back to the Capitol, then, okay, maybe we uh, we dismissed him a little too quickly. He actually was going to go there to march. Well, no, he wasn't. But uh, if he had, I think it would have actually made him look better. But the whole thing made no sense. And the Secret Service agent involved has already denied it, said that never happened. The limo driver said that never happened. Somebody else, he said, never happened. So I think her testimony has been t totally discredited. And, and it's really, that should have brought down this third January 6th commission, if, if anything else, nothing else did. Because it just blew right up in their faces. They're surprise witness. And they, you know, they bought all of this hook, hook, line, and sinker. And then you had people saying, well, no, that, that didn't happen. So, and of course, Trump predictably, instead of, uh, you know, he, he just predictably made it all about himself, which is what he always does. And uh, we're st I'm still waiting for Trump to say something about the January 6th prisoners. That's what the focus should be on for this. And you know, we get distracted by, you know, did Trump do some, you know, Olympic-type move where he, you know, he, he jumped up and tried to grab the steering wheel to get back with the supporters at the Capitol? Or uh, can we make it about the people that are, that are in prison and have been political prisoners for every year, denied all due process, and they're having these hearings, which in and of themselves, the hearing, I'm still waiting for anybody but me, nobody, not Jonathan Turley, Becker Carlson, nobody, nobody has said these hearings by themselves constitute uh, a denial of their right to any kind of a fair trial. Because how, how do you have a hearings basically with no, no cross-examination of witnesses, no other side presented? It's a one-sided trial. I don't know what they had in the Soviet Union at the height of their tyranny, but it couldn't have been much worse, much worse than this. And there's nobody there to count. They wouldn't even let Jim Jordan, so like he's a you know an effective antidote, but he couldn't even be on there to, to provide a little bit of an alternative. These people have had a hearing, as, as Lee Harvey Oswald said, these people give me a hearing without legal representation or anything. Well, they've given these people a, a hearing without legal representation or anything. And it's being televised all across the nation and millions of, of people who hate Trump so irrationally, they're willing to accept anything. I mean, if they, they could have said, you know, Trump, you know, or, or, or she could have said he raped her or something. When It, it wouldn't matter. They, they would believe anything you say about Trump. Again, he's an actor. And I wish the focus would be on those people that are that are uh, political prisoners, including Joe Biggs, who we know was once uh, a big guy at uh, Alex Jones Enforce. But Donald Trump has been silent on that. He has mentioned Ashley Babbitt a few times, but he doesn't say anything about you know the denial of due process. And he, when he criticized the commissions, they're out to get me. They don't want me to be president. It's all about him instead of what they're doing to these people who've had all their civil uh, liberties violated. Well, we can certainly agree on that. Right. Um, uh, the guy is is something else. Now, th there have been some Secret Service people that are coming out and saying that they've heard very similar stories. Now, that's coming out. They, who knows? They could have been paid off. I don't know what the hell's going on. Right. And uh, and apparently uh, one of the Secret Service guys uh, that that is involved in this was uh, heavily pro Trump or something. I forget. He, I forget his name. Uh, and uh, so so there's a lot of things that are uh, 
murky, right? But this is what it's designed to do, right? You, it's to confuse you. You don't know what's real. You don't know what's not. That's that's all it is. All right. What's up, Jack? No, I, I agree. I honestly have not. Well, I've seen that clip with the sound off, but beyond, I've heard the stories. But beyond that, I couldn't. I don't care. Like, it's, <laughs> and I who even watches that? Like two percent of the population. I, I watched it. Okay, well, Billy, you're you and two percent of the population. The CNN uh, moms that follow CNN, <laughs> you were probably with them watching. But I, you know, that's what I agree with Don. Like the I the one guy, he's a podcaster in our he used to not anymore. He was at the Capitol. He got uh, jailed for uh, I think two months. And as someone who's been in jail, like these people don't deserve to be in prison or jail wherever they're at. It's hard. Like, and yet Trump never brings this up. He never pardoned them. And that's, I think that should be the biggest like slap in the face or wake up pill mm -hmm. or whatever to all these Trump supporters. Like th these people, they cared for him so much. They drove hundreds of miles or whatever to, to go protest for him. And he didn't right. want once mentioned. like, how do you, how do you reconcile these two? That's, right, and guys. I just feel so horrible for the shaman and all these guys who aren't violent people, you know, when you're in a big group, it was a, a you know, an amazing experience. You thought you were doing something good. Uh, it's just such a horrible. So I like, can't even watch. It's just such a horrible situation all around. Right, right, right. What's up, Kenzie? Uh, just, you know, I don't pay attention to any of this really either. Any headline that I see on January 6th or any, CNN has just been back to back, like full episodes okay. on stuff like this. And I'm like, yeah. how are people getting like, is 18 hours of your day this? So it's either like you drink the, the Kool-Aid and you're back on that, <laughs> especially now because Q's back. Q and on his back, baby. I saw that. Q and on his back. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Either that or, you know, you're on the side with all the, like Jack said, CNN soccer moms. And you're just, I don't know, bickering over tea and sandwiches or whatever these people do. <laughs> Um, so I just, I tune it out. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, I do feel bad for the people that are jailed though. Like my, my dad was crazy enough cause he was drinking the Kool-Aid to go and, you know, go to the Capitol, but he saw it kind of getting kind of crazy and, and left. They never went to the Capitol. Um, but either way, I'm just like, wow, they could just like arrest my dad and my stepmom any day because they were there, which is silly to think about, like just for people being there. And the whole thing is a psyop to begin with. And now Trump's never going to let these people go. I mean, he doesn't believe in due process. If he believes through and through on everything, you know, he said, take the guns first, due process later. So basically, you're just going to be guilty until proven innocent instead of innocent until proven guilty. That's the that's the justice system we have today. All right. Thank you for your thank you for your thoughts. We 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 have about four minutes left. We got more tips and I want to make sure I shout those people out. Everybody in the chat, we're running out of time, but you know we love each and every one of you, all of you. And typically I would shout you out, but I don't know if we have the time to do so. Um, we're gonna start by letting people say, you know, let everybody know where they can follow them. And uh, if I find the people that gave us the extra tips, I'm gonna shout you out. Jack, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter and YouTube and Instagram at Kojak Podcast. And I'm actually doing a show tonight at 8 p.m. So if you're bored, I'm on YouTube still and uh, you can follow me there. So thank you. Wow. Still on YouTube, ladies and gents. Go follow Jack. Thank you for coming on, man. It was a blast, bro. Thank you for having me, Billy. Kenzie, thank you for your triumphant return. We appreciate you and your insight. Tell the people where they can find you. 
Thank you guys. So fringe underscore news with a Z on Twitter and at wise wolf gold for the wise wolf gold account. There you go. That's fantastic. Um, Tone. What's up, bro? Yeah, you can find Kinsey and I. We do a show called the Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto Show, and we'll be on Rockfin today on the America Unplugged channel. This channel that you're watching. Yes. We'll, All right. we'll, we'll be there today at 3 p.m. Central Time. Ooh, listen to that. Now I have something to do while I'm cleaning up my home. And I wanted to add two, two things, Billy, before we close. What's up, buddy? One, uh, we're talking about promoting life and how would conservatives do this. I think one of the answers, if you wanted to have a family in this country, I think you should be completely 100% tax exempt. And that means sales tax, property tax, all of it. Love it. Wow. That, would be the, Love that would be the conservative answer because, again, it's not it's not generating anything from the government. It just says if you decide you want to have a family, 100% tax exempt. You have a card. Everything's exempt. It's, it's your Love sales, it. property tax, your income tax, all of it. And I think that's that would be a great answer. Uh, and another thing I want to – if anybody wants to email me at arterburn.news is my website. I, this is a theory of mine. We're talking about World War III, and this is my wheelhouse. It's something I think about all the time. One of the correlating events going on right now, and I noticed this from Instagram, and I think I've underestimated what NATO is. I think I've, mm-hmm. I think I've underestimated NATO, uh, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. has been around since the, the 50s you know, to combat the evil Soviet empire that's been gone since I was 10 years old. But NATO's expanding. NATO's getting bigger, more powerful. And one of the things I noticed, and I'll close with this, Instagram posts all over chemtrail trackers. And all these countries, I went and looked at all like Slovakia, and there's all these different European countries. And I noticed they're all in NATO. And they have massive geoengineering chemtrails. Mm. I don't know what that means, but there is a correlating, and I think, again, underestimating what NATO really is, how much power and strength it has. They're building up their forces in Europe. Something is going on with the geoengineering linked to that. Mm. Anybody has any information, you can email me at arterburn.news. Damn. Let's talk about that at some point. Uh, Gardner Goldsmith was in the chat and gave us 20 bucks. He was also on Don Jeffrey's show yesterday, killing it. Gardner is the dude. What's up, buddy? Thank you for paying attention. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. And thank you for the 20 bucks. Too kind. And also we got uh, Jason. I think it was Jason. Hold on. I got him here. Jason Barker gave us $5. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, we appreciate that, man. Uh, that, that, that's dope. You know, um, so, uh, you know, and everybody else who, who's just here lending moral support. We appreciate it, man. Numbers are up. Thank you. You know, um, uh, give us a, a five-star rating over at AmericaUnplugged.com. That'll lead you straight to the podcast. So go over there and, and, and hook it up, you know, uh, spread it far and wide. You can support us in that manner. We, we really appreciate it. The legendary Don Jeffries, tell the people where they can find you. Well, thanks to Tony. You can find me at your one-stop shopping, DonaldJeffries.media. Just go there and you'll find out about my radio shows, my books, uh, my Substack writings. I write there regularly. I was working on one uh, as we speak right before the, the invisible side of America, the uh, the side that has nothing, the bottom half that has less than 1% of the collective wealth. Right. There you go. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. You can find me over at the infinitefringe.podbeam.com, the infinite fringe on Apple Podcasts, ladies and gents. And of course, right here on America Unplugged, this is my home on, on, on Rockfin with these two fellas right here. And of course, Kenzie. And Jack, you can come whenever you want, buddy. We appreciate you. And all of you, every single one of you that tune in every week, we really do appreciate the hell out of you. And thank you for being interactive in the chat. Yes. We pay attention. You know, um, t- t- today was, you know, 
but 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 I got you guys next week. So come back next week. Come back now. You here? Right. And uh, <laughs> don't burn the place down while we're gone. OK, we'll come back next week. Lord willing, take it easy now. All right. Bye bye.